are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano, host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays as well. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered for exclusive Rays content from us. Okay, Ulysses, we are moving on. We are continuing on. We are almost through our 2020 player review series. So unless the Rays make like 10 trades within the next couple of weeks, that forces us to push these player reviews further on down the line. I think we will actually get to all of them before the conclusion of the 2020 season. That's right. It's this week. This week will mark the end of player reviews. Uh, we've gotten some good comments. Other people are like, you're giving bad, bad grades out. I don't, I don't agree with you. So we like to hear from everybody uh, that, that listens to the show and see if they pair up with us in the grading scale. Before we get to mm-hmm. two pitchers, I do want to say a good 30 seconds about a player that we're not going to be discussing, and that's Mr. Brett Phillips. Brett Phillips, because of the minimum at-bats that he had with the Rays, we, we had this talk amongst us, Kevin, uh, outside mm-hmm. of the, the episode, and we said, hey, that's too little, uh, too few. We're sorry. We're not going to make a review. But I think we should make a note. What Brett Phillips did cannot be replicated <laughs> again. Yes. I, this guy was a no-name coming in. Uh, basically had what 12 at bats be a defensive replacement and then comes huge on game in game four of the world series if i would have my cake and i could eat it too i would have brett phillips's bust in the next tropicana field along with dan johnson's uh full statue and with evan longoria's 162 corner i would also need a brett phillips mural with a bust or something along yes. the lines because brett phillips is now ray's lore in addition to that list you would also have to have a mike brasso bust and maybe a pair of randy arazarena cowboy boots or something right. like you better decorate the trap up hopefully when it opens back up in 2021 yeah did now the, the reason you preface that did you get some complaints online or something that you have to really clarify that why aren't you guys doing a Brett Phillips uh, review or whatever? Well, Is that- yeah, I got a couple of messages on, on, on my DMs and they were like kind of disappointed about it. And so I said, hey, look, I'm go- I will explain why we did this. And it's just because we had before we did the player reviews, we had an innings uh, threshold and an at bats mm-hmm. threshold in order to get a player yes. review. But enough of Brett Phillips. Thank you, Brett Phillips. Game four. We love you for it. But let's get to the two pitchers that we got on today. Yes, we have Aaron Sliegers and Blake Snell, Balake Snell. Before we move on to them, though, I'm still a little bit bothered by the the fact that you're getting hate mail 
<laughs> on Brett Phillips. Let's be honest. If not for that single lone hit in game four of the world series, nobody would have complained whatsoever. There wouldn't have been a, it only stick. takes Look, one. It only takes one cut. hit. I know we, again, there's a reason we, we can't go through every play. Like we didn't do Mike Zanino. We didn't do Michael Perez because they are conceivably off of the roster. We didn't do Shane McClanahan. Like we can't go down. Wait, the list we can't, we can't do Edgar Perez, wait, Edgar wait, wait, Garcia. Wait. I don't even know his name. We can't do uh, we can't do a Zunino episode just for funsies. Oh man, that, you know I know oh, his man. his numbers by heart, and I know you do too. We can do it. I, there's a there's definitely a one <laughs> we starting his it. batting average. I we can could do it without that. research. <laughs> How about that? How about this? If he is re-signed by the Rays, which is very much a possibility yeah. then we will do kind of a preview of Mike Zanino. We'll have some Mike, what well, we'll give expect. Mike Zanino. Yeah. I don't know about respect, but we no. will talk what about Mike expect. Zanino. <laughs> oh, okay. What to expect with Mike Zanino, <laughs> a batting average under the Mendoza line. There's your, Correct. there's your expectation for Zanino right there. Okay. Moving on to Aaron Slagers, who, uh, he's a baseball player, but also could probably be a basketball player if he wanted to be. Ulysses, <laughs> I'll let you take it away with your boy, Sleegers. That's right. He is my boy. Uh, Aaron Sleegers had an immaculate record on both the win and loss column. Why do I say that? Because he was 0-0. Uh, uh, he saved two games in 11 uh, games that he pitched, 26 innings. Uh, a 3.46 ERA, a 3.04 FIP. He allowed 18 hits, 19 strikeouts, five walks, which brings me to the first fantastic piece of news and information on Aaron. His whip, 0.88. I love, love, love to see a reliever, Kevin, that knows he can just attack the damn strike zone and not get himself into trouble by pitching a little bit out, a little bit in walking guys. None, none of that. I'm going to get you. So that's, that's the first thing I like about uh, Ernest Liegers. Uh Finally on his uh, line, according to fan graphs, he accumulated a 0.5 war. I think that's pretty impressive. Um, the pitch selection, he's got four, uh, a four seam, a sinker, a slider and a changeup. Uh, he likes to use that sinker slider combination the most. If you actually add up that usage, it combines to 70%. So he's a sinker slider kind of guy. Um, the thing that caught my eye the most first was the exit velocity at 86.1. I was like, okay, that's good. Then I looked at the launch angle, which was a paltry 5.6 down from a highest of 22.1 in 2019 and 14, 15 degrees in the past with the twins. So to have it down from 22 to 14 to 15 to 5.6, that's pretty good news. Then the barrel percentage decreased by 16 percentage points from 2019 and eight percentage points from his second lowest. So his barrel percentage was a 2.7. I mean, this guy is is missing the barrel, or at least the hitters are missing the barrel when they're facing Aaron, and he's getting a hard hit percentage of 28%. Also, to note, he can provide length when you need some length in, in the bullpen. Out of the 11 times he was on that mound in 2020 in the regular season, only two resulted in one inning. 
The rest, he went as low as two innings and as high as four innings. So this is exactly the kind of guy you want in your bullpen. He does not mess around with walks. He works clean innings, can provide you multiple innings if you need it, and doesn't get hit right on the barrel, which makes your defense uh, kind of available to make the easy routine plays instead of trying to make spectacular ones because you're getting hit pretty hard. That's my summary of Aaron Sleekers. And he had a very good postseason, too, in the action that he went, uh, I believe, in his five innings, 1.80 ERA and 1.2 whip. Um, you covered it very well with Aaron Sleegers. And I think the Rays figured this one out with this guy. The fact that I guess through his minor league career, he was worked at as a starter. Just realize he is what he is. He should be a reliever, middle reliever, long reliever. Okay, I got that. And I think that's where you really started to see some improvement this year. Instead of trying to throw all those four pitches and trying to, to mix and match so much. He really focused so much more heavily on the sinkers and sliders. This is what I'm going to, th- these are the pitches I'm good at. This is what I'm going to yeah. utilize to best be successful as a reliever. And it certainly worked for him. It's kind of like you hope that the Rays are able to do with Sleegers what they did with Sleegers with what, what's the guy's name? David Hess, uh, who they signed Hess, to a minor yeah. league dig league, uh, deal from the Orioles. So um, I think that helped him as far as that combination and the way he used those pitches. Um, it was tough for opposing hitters to barrel up, make hard contact or, or maximize that launch angle. And, you know, when you watch Sleegers, I mean, the stuff isn't really all that impressive, but when you consider his size, his length, the release point, and the fact that he has some deception in his delivery and the fact that, you know, on the on the delivery to home plate, he kind of winds the ball in his hand behind his head, and then it just shoots out right towards home plate. And it, it that that's got to be impossible. So that that ninety one ninety two sinker probably looks something like ninety five ninety six to guys. Like it's a crazy. Yeah, a hundred percent right, Kevin. Because I mean, the the way that that you kind of prefaced this was he could play basketball. So hey, yeah, mm-hmm. he's pretty tall. So that. Uh, that wingspan that he has. Yeah, it doesn't really blow by you at 91.5 when you're reading um, the the velocity here. But with with that delivery, the the wingspan towards home plate, it's going to be really tough on 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 hitters to really get on top of that ball. So that that you love and again we, yeah. we come back to it the bullpen the different deliveries that doc Ock, the the hands of the clock situation mm-hmm. that they got that's always going to be helpful uh for if you're going to make as many bullpen changes as you are with the race yeah and and another thing i like about sleegers is that um he's not afraid to attack the up and in corner to righties like he knows he's got enough command and control to make that pitch if it needs to be made also, you know, I, I sort of made fun of Sleekers after I, you remember his first appearance against the Boston Red Sox where he gave up the grand slam. I, I mean, he gave up five earned runs, seven hits in two innings pitch. And I thought, okay, this is the end of the road for Sleekers. Goodbye. See you never. See you never land, uh, Mr. Sleekers. But he came back and he was basically perfect, as perfect as you could be the rest of the year, because I think his ERA after that first appearance was about 22 and a half and to lower it to the point that he's been able to do and to really just stick with it. Because 
that that could be a pressing point for a lot of players and pitchers where it's like, I, maybe I'm not cut out for this, but no, he kept, I mean, he had four straight scoreless appearances after that, after that blow up outing. If you remember that outing though, he had a great first inning, a great second inning. And in the third inning, he couldn't even record an out Kevin. Mm-hmm. So that's why it reads two innings pitch, but he was there in the third inning and then he just got rocked on rocked. And, uh, you know, thank God it was against the Red Sox. Uh, I don't know if we won that game, if the Rays won that game, but I'm pretty sure it was on that road the Rays trip. probably scored, yeah. The I think Rays they scored like or... 17 or something in that game. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So, so then he was kind of lucky on that regard. But, yeah, it, it, the first two innings were great. Look, I think Aaron Sleekers is kind of the, the, the controllable arm that you can work with and apparently listens very well because there have been some changes, at least in the results, from his mm-hmm. days in the, in the Twins to what he's doing in 2020. So that tells you he listens to new information, which is always good. You want somebody who listens in every part of your life. Aaron Slieger seems to be that kind of person. That's the kind of guy you want on your team. He's a grinder, too. Like, he walked on at Indiana, and throughout much of his high school career, he was basically a fringe player. Like, he was a JV player, and then he hits this massive growth spurt. Like, I think he was maybe six foot two as a junior. And then going into his senior year, he grew another seven, eight inches. And then he gets to Indiana, he walks on and then he, he has some injury issues and some troubles just based on, you know, that, that growth spurt and the growth plates and everything like that. And then being a fifth round pick and, you know, that's, that's no guarantee either. And then of course, grinding and battling through the the minor leagues and the shuffle up to the majors, and then you're sent back to the minor leagues. I mean, this guy has really worked for, what he's had to do. And, uh, you know, I, I looked this up too at six feet, 10, he is the tallest pitcher in baseball. And if you're wondering where did this guy get his height? Well, his father is seven feet tall and his mother is five foot 11. Yeah. No, no HGH needed in the Sleegers household. I don't think, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, just drink a gallon of milk and he probably grew a foot just based on that. So, you know, interesting storyline. Oh, and Indiana bump. Can't forget the Indiana. That's what bump. I was going to tell you. Yeah, I'm just going to tell you that he gets the Indiana bump here with uh, the the Hoosiers, right? Uh, Indiana University. Yes. Uh, hey, so. they they've produced uh, their share of big leaguers: Alex Dickerson, Schwarber, Sam Travis, Josh Fegley, just to name a couple. I think those are all of them, quite frankly. That's pretty cool. Uh, That's and, pretty cool. Okay, look, but okay. I know he's my boy, but we've got a headliner coming up, so it's time to give him the red pen to Mr. Aaron yeah. Sleegers. Okay. I am going to give Sleegers a B plus. Good job. Good job. Um, I'm going to give him a 92. An A, A minus. He did what he had to do. He did what he had to do. As simple as that. Give yeah. me innings. He gave you innings. Give me clean innings. Give me clean innings. Great job. Great job, Aaron. I hope that he can work from that 92 to a 95 next year. How about that? Maybe instead of being part of the B squad of the bullpen, perhaps mm-hmm. uh, a promotion to the A squad for Mr. Aaron Sleegers. Hopefully. How about the B plus squad? I don't know if he's yet ready to crack into that Castillo, Fairbanks, Anderson bunch, but he might be the fourth guy in line perhaps well you know i i I have the thing about that a squad that i will save for tomorrow's episode 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. You think Kittredge gets added to it or something? The race signed him <laughs> to a minor league deal. Is that your? That's right. No. Your rabbit in the hat. An, another I, guy. I think. I think we need to. Uh, I'm very curious to hear that, by the way. But uh, I think, I think Slegger's nickname, Sleegers, whatever. I don't know what it is. Sledgehammer. Uh, yeah, Sledgehammer is his nickname. Is we got to change it to Ulysses's teacher's pet? I think that's what it is. <laughs> I knew you were going to give him an A. You were oh, going to give on. you were going to give him that bump. I felt like I was giving him a bump to a B plus. He's now he boy. he had a really good season. He was solid. Yeah, he he, yeah. I mean, nobody was with Slagers. You couldn't come in and say this is what we this is what we're going to get from Aaron Slagers. Like you did not right. expect that in the least. You probably didn't expect him to pitch for the Razor or to be on the roster and to pitch meaningful innings for the team. So very good on that part. Okay, like you alluded to a headliner by the name of Balake Snell. We'll look at his 2020 play after this. Okay. Continuing with our 2020 player reviews, moving on to a pretty well-known face and name throughout the Rays and baseball. That is one Blake Snell. Uh, Looking at his 2020 statistics line he had a 1.1 war according to baseball reference 0.6 war according to fan graphs in 50 innings pitched and 11 starts he posted a 324 era 1.2 whip 52 strikeouts and a four and two win loss record his era plus was 131 and his fip was 435 Compared to 2019, his hits per nine were down. His walk rate was down. His strikeout rate was slightly down, but still very impressive at 11.3 per nine. Um, Your favorite stat, Ulysses, uh, is the left on base percentage, 89.1% left on base percentage. That is elite, elite, elite. Uh, He had a 286 BABIP, uh, some other facts and figures here his average exit velocity was down that's a good thing his max exit velocity and launch angle were also the best marks of his career according to fan graphs as far as his pitch mix goes fastball slider curveball and change up he threw the fastball 50.6 percent of the time the slider 15 percent curveball 14.6 percent and the changeup, 19.8%. His slider usage more than doubled from 2019, while the curveball percentage dipped about 10 percentage points. So real big emphasis on the slider, which I'm not mad about because seeing that pitch drift away from lefties, really good lefties, and seeing them swing and miss or just pop it up in the air and then throwing throwing that ball in on the hands, to righties and they really can just get a handle on it and it, it's a weak ground ball to joey Wendell, and he throws it for an out that's about what you get and then of course uh the, the fastball i mean 97 98 top of the zone that that's really tough stuff from a left-handed pitcher and i really think you know this is i haven't even mentioned his his postseason numbers here but they were very very impressive and i mean you could argue that he was really finding his stride and he was really coming into his own. You were seeing vintage Blake Snell yeah. in the playoffs. So that is my, uh, my wrap up of, of Snell. And I gotta say, I'm, I'm, I am going to be honest here. And again, 
full disclosure, I thought it was going to be a disaster of a year for Blake Snell with all the comments he made about money and then the pandemic and everything coming up that I thought he was just going to come in, not really caring, but, and I know it took a little bit to work that, uh, to work the inning load up, but he had a pretty darn good season all in all. Yeah. He had a a great season and, 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 you know, everybody's always going to point to that 2018 and say, come on, it wasn't like that, but like that was historic. Like that's like, that's That's, asking Usain Bolt, you know, to always repeat what he did. uh, I mean, a hall of fame pitcher, a hall of fame pitcher would be happy with that. That could be a hall of fame pitcher's best season. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, um, but I like the fact that you talked about the, the pitch usage, Kevo, because it's, it's really drastic. In 2018, he was using that curveball 20% of the time, while that slider was at 9%. The next year, in 2019, which honestly was just a bad year, I think, for, for, for Snell, mm-hmm. the numbers say, oh, he wasn't that bad, but just anemically, just, just the enthusiasm, I, yeah. it, it, it just wasn't the same. That slider uh, usage actually dropped from 9% to 6%. Um, and, and that curveball increased from 20% to 24%. So that's something that maybe they looked at and said, okay, maybe the curveball is becoming too predictable. It can't be that that curveball is going to be one out of every four pitches that you're going to throw it. You, you, right. you got a slider, you got to use that slider. So what they did was bring that slider percentage up heavily in 2022 at 15%, dropping that curveball just now to be almost even with that, with, that, with, that, with that slider. And now you can really have some fun because that changeup's at 19%. That's only a pitch or two um, you know, more of a difference. So I, I think it's fantastic. This is the kind yeah. of Blake Snell pitch usage that you like to see a little bit more even a little bit more spread out so that you don't become predictable. Yeah. It's really one of those things where after he establishes the fastball and he gets strike one and then maybe strike two, it's like the hitter. It could be one of three, really one of four pitches because he could come back yeah. to the fastball and get a strikeout. And he's shown that many a times. And I mean, all those pitches are pretty darn good. It might've just been something where who knows, I'd have to look back at, some of the numbers in the video, maybe he was hanging that curveball a little bit too much and, maybe. you know, not to dwell on his 2019 season and as opposed to the 2020 season, but it just seemed like, yeah, maybe a little bit of a hangover from the Cy Young and like, how do I yeah. get better than this? How do I improve from this? Or how do I, uh, how do I alter or try to, how can I work any harder where maybe you just have a little bit of a lag there? Like that's, that's the best I've got. So where do I go from there? <laughs> yeah. And I think also that, you know, he had some bad luck with the BABIP, and I, I, I think there were some times where, um, you know, a start would get away from him where, you know, a, a defender makes a, a mistake, an error, and then it kind of, uh, before you know it, it's a two, three run home run, and then that yeah. kind of makes the, that kind of makes well, the also, outing. And when you get hurt, and like in 2019, with yeah. freak accidents like the bathtub, which, you know, and then the thoracic outlet syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Uh, it's a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a hard season, but no, the 2020 Blake Snell that we saw, especially in the postseason, uh, was impressive, was impressive. And it's a guy that now you look at for three years for $39 million. That's $13 million, uh, average it out, mm-hmm. man, that's good value. 
that's a really good yes. value. So, of course, we're going to review him, but I think we would be remiss by our listeners if we didn't touch on that very important subject, which means, well, what do you do when Blake Snell, three, 39 years, well, had a season like he just did? Yeah. Do you pull I'll the tell you what happens apps? is you get a lot of articles in speculation every day there's going to be a new article and say what do the mariners have to give up to get blake snell what do the angels have to give up you pointed to eno cyrus's article on monday show mark topkin went to the horse's mouth himself blake snell to get comments on the trade rumors and the scuttlebutt and everything like that and tied into that has there ever been a more i don't want to say tumultuous but a more headline grabbing and newsworthy uh, season or year for a Rays player. I mean, we go back to the the Twitch comments on Tommy Pham and the slap blank prospect. We <laughs> we talk about just not worth it to play in 2020. I got to get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine. The tournament. Okay. He the won tournament. the video game, MLB video game championships, beating who? Lucas Giolito? Yeah. And then, it was. And then you, and then you make uh, headlines again by being, uh, having a no hitter, uh, you know, in, in the playoffs. And then in game six, pitching like he did. I'm, I, I mean, you know. Yeah. I don't think it's a stretch of the imagination to say that from 2008, no player has been known and talked about either with hate or love or admiration than Blake Snell, maybe Longoria. Longoria has them maybe by, 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 by a bit because of the video game, the name with, you know, the actress and, and all that stuff. Maybe Longoria still has them by that edge, but Snell, my goodness, he, people know who Blake Snell is. If you you like baseball, you know where he, yeah, exactly. For better or worse. And of course, something that kind of got over. But that's good though. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I think he should lean into it. Embrace the hate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have your clothing line. Put your quote, put your Twitch quotes. Make people hate you. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. You got to embrace it. If you really want to capitalize on the marketing opportunity there. And of course, signing with Agent Scott Boris. That was something that, again, maybe that is the. I love. that. I love that in the Topkin article, the best quote was he's he's saying, oh, well, I would really like to stay in Tampa uh, uh, for the duration of my first contract. <laughs> hey, there we go. Thinking, he knows what's uh, up. Yeah. He, yeah. He, uh, he knows what he wants and hey, can't blame him. You want to get paid. Oh, no. And what's funny is that there's going to be a team out there that pays him as he, okay, you might get one, two really good years from Snell, and then you're going to see a decline, and then you're going to be right. paying for that decline unless something really is drastically altered with pay scales and arbitration and things like that with the CBA. But who knows on that? I'm sure Scott Boris will have a word or two because that's how this is how he gets his money by by letting these guys uh, oh, yeah. get 300, 250 million dollar contracts and such. Um, trivia question for you, and this is kind of also tied Ooh. into the busy, newsworthy, headline grabbing season year for Blake Snell. How many times during the regular season did he pitch at least six innings in 2020? How many times did he pitch in regular and postseason? 
Uh, I've just got regular season here, okay. but I could do a quick little. No, no, no. It's okay. Regular season. Regular season. How many times he pitched more than six innings? Dude, I would. At least six wanna, innings. At least six innings. Oh, man. I don't want to be controversial and say zero, but I really want to. I'm going to go with one. Go with your gut instinct. Always ah, go with your gut instinct because zero. it is zero. Wow. He did pitch five and two thirds innings twice against the Blue Jays and Mets respectively. And I know some of it was, okay, for, we're, build, we're, we're building you up. And, you know, by the end of the season, okay, we've about got you. But I think this is what, again, this is, if you're Blake Snell, you got to be saying, I want to go to a place where I can throw seven and a third. Right, and, and you know what? In some and you know what? Sometimes I am going to give up the the tying run in the sixth inning because I did, or in the seventh inning, I I, 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 I and I lose the game, you know. Yeah. But the, but that's baseball. It's it still you know it, it still has some feeling and human element to it. So say you know what? This guy's going to pull it off, or or you go to a place like uh, Los Angeles. Anaheim, the angels. And you say, okay, I can give up a couple runs. I can go seven in a third strong and give up four earned runs because I know that Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon and Shohei Otani got my back and other guys. <laughs> exactly. got my back. Yeah. Cause I got a lineup, a, a, a real stacked lineup there. So yeah, that, that would be very attractive if I were Blake Snell. And you know what, if I were Blake Snell, I would be eyeing Zach Wheeler's five year, $118 million mm-hmm. contract and say, yeah, I won more than that. Yeah, I want probably another tack on another 45, 50 mil on top of that. And uh, give me a PS3 too. Give me like 10 PS. P, no, PS, did I say PS3? You did. You just went oh full my 2010 on me. Because or, this is why I have a PS3. I'm not upgraded. I'm, I, I'm talking <laughs> PS5, of course, is in, what I mean. I, lo- I love oh my how, goodness. In, I love how in, in the world that you're Blake Snell, he just wants 10 PS3s. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like that. That's oh, fantastic. God. Put, what in is, uh, Put one in the kitchen. Damn it. <laughs> PS3. All you can do is watch Netflix on it. Like my PS3 is basically worthless now. But PS5, yes, he wants yes. Uh, you know a gold-plated PS5, and a controller won't drop on his toe and break his toe and everything. You know, get the man the Xbox wants, or whatever. Yes, get I want to. I want a PS5 so I can take a dump and play video games. That's what he's looking for. <laughs> One in the bathroom. Uh, oh, that's actually genius. Yeah, okay. I see what you're doing. There. Hey, I I really need to be Blake Snell's agent. I am so like arguing for him. Like I'm. Tack on another fifty million to the Wheeler contract. Give me PS fives in every room. Chipotle gift cards. Give me on the. Give me on a team that has offense that scores five runs a game. I that would be nice too. That would be nice too. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's uh, time to get to the big question: his grade, his report card. Final. Uh, It's finals week, I guess, throughout uh, universities and colleges in Florida. So it is fitting. It really is. Uh, so it's our final week of player reviews. Final time we give out grades. The final grade for Blake Snell in 2020. Oof, this is a tougher one. Because the, the thing I hate about Blake's line, it's really not up to him. And that's going to be the innings pitched. I hate that he only pitched 50 innings. I think that's yeah. not what I'm expecting from a guy who's won a Cy Young and who should be an opening day starter and has the largest contract ever given to a, a pitcher by the race. But then again, he doesn't get to say, hey, keep me on the mound. 
Because if he would, then he would have done that in game six. But he don't. Right. So I can't fault him for that. I'm going to give him a 94. I also give him a solid A. Yeah. And it's not just, again, we're taking postseason into account. Uh, I'm trying to find out how many innings he pitched in the postseason here. I had it, but he well, pitched the- 29 and two-thirds innings in the postseason. 303 ERA, 1.15 whip. So that is doing work throughout yeah. the postseason. Then you include that with the regular season. Um, yeah, solid A. Not going to go a. as far as an A+, plus, but definitely not what I w- would have expected. I would have thought coming into the year, C, something like that. I thought it was going to be a replication wow. of the, the 2019. I mean, I was bashing Blake Snell. You can go back to the tape. I'm, I'm willing to admit <laughs> it and acknowledge it, but uh, good for him for, for yeah. putting together a good year with, with everything that happened this year. Okay. Uh, as a reminder, be sure you check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash raise unfiltered. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on MLB. Hope you all have your wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.